everything is just mixed up and turned upside down this week. It is a Thursday night and it is the night when we are supposed to be speaking to optometrist Dr. Dirk Poison, but we had to change things around substantially this week because of some technical issues and some gremlins getting into the system. We just give you a background. Last night, we were trying to uh, bring you that conversation around the sex talk or the talk that you are going to have with your children or your child around the talk, right? Um, but we're going to have that conversation tonight. Um, we tried to have it last night. We had some cameras installed in the studio so you can see what is happening in the studio with the conversation that's going on. And uh, we had some nice imaging done as well. And then just as we were about to get this conversation going on, our system crashed and we weren't able to do it. And then we tried uh, having that conversation this morning at about 11 o'clock and uh, the system still wasn't ready. So unfortunately, and uh, my deepest, deepest apologies that we weren't able to have that uh, conversation yesterday. I know that there was lots of discussion coming through, lots of people debating about it and uh, sending through questions as well, which I do appreciate. Um, and it's not like we're wasting your time deliberately, but uh, some of these things does happen, especially when we work with uh, with technology uh, to be able to broadcast this and also to stream it to you. So being a Thursday night, uh, we will treat it as a Wednesday where we open up that hashtag Parenting 101 on the Social Impact Podcast or the Social Impact Live uh, streaming now on kwmedia.life as well as on our Facebook page at KWM Socials. I'm Keenan Williams, and uh, I thank you very much for allowing me into your space today, and uh, thanks very much for streaming us live. And uh, as I mentioned, that question tonight is, how do we as parents open the dialogue and have the talk with our children? If you'd like to share your thoughts on how uh, you had the talk with your children or your child or how your parents had that talk with you, um, you can uh, send through your questions or your comments uh, through to our guest tonight or you can jo just join in on the conversation via WhatsApp, text or voice message. That number is plus 27764769277 or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at KWM Social. So tonight I'm joined on the line by parenting conversationalist Victorine Bongshu. Uh, Victorine, a very good evening to you on a Thursday night and uh, thanks very much for all the chopping and changing. I know that you were ready to chat last night and this morning as well. And uh, here we are. <laughs> Finally, here we are. No images. No images, unfortunately. The cameras aren't working, but uh, we work with what we have and we'll continue and plodder on. Um, tell me, uh, when it does come to this, the talk that we're going to have with our children, when is the right time to give the talk to our kids. Hi, Kenan. The topic for this week is very interesting, and uh, I'm very privileged to let you know that it's one of the topics that I really focus on. Cool. You know, um, I just admire how you put it, giving the talk. <laughs> I, for one, would just put it giving sex talk because I feel like giving the talk is sort of disguising the topic but mm. if disguise is what we want to use to make our audiences interested then let's go for it absolutely you know, i would say there is never 
a deadline or a time frame of when the talk should be given to children, particularly from their own parents. The reason is because children are very different in their level of inquisitiveness. They are very different in their levels of exposure. They are very different in their levels of reasoning as well. I mean, inquisitiveness could be confused for reasoning, but let's talk about that later. You know, I had a, a, a younger friend who contacted me a few, a few, I think days or weeks back, very confused because uh, they are three year old who is a female child has just found out that the dad's wee wee is different from hers and the child is questioning that so the dad didn't really understand how to handle that and for me that is already the beginning of sex talk because what that child wants to know has a lot to do with sexuality it has a lot to do with gender uh, uh, orientation you know which society holds as at a very high level when we talk of identity development so in that house that 3 year old has opened up a conversation for the talk for the sex talk which would now be guided age by age i i think as we go deeper in the conversation tonight we are going to talk about how to handle this or when to bring up the talk i think so but uh for now I would say to you that the age depends on when the child shows signs. And every parent should actually worry if by the teenage years the child has not shown interest in their sex or sexuality. You know, the teenage years is between 8 and 12. So by the age of 8, a child should have shown significant interest either in their own sex or the sex or gender of their parents or guardian or any adult around them. Because before this age, they have noticed a lot of differences. They have noticed the protrudement of the male genitals. They have noticed that the female genitals goes inside. They have noticed the boobs that their mom have and their dads don't have or the adults around them. So many things would have come to fore, even in the most decent of homes by this age. Victorine, I like that you're talking about the most decent of homes or the more conservative homes. And I know that for me, especially growing up, I had quite a lot of friends from, you know, that religious backgrounds and they were very curious about the subject around sex. And often that conversation isn't really brought up in the home, especially in conservative Households. How do we as parents open that dialogue for the talk or, as you say, sex talk to take place? I think, I think uh, you know what, the question on dialogue is very interesting. It's a very interesting one, Kenan. Before a parent opens up the dialogue of the talk... They should make sure that they have opened up dialogue in their house. It will be very uncomfortable, uncertain, and very destructive for a child whose parents don't communicate with them often to just walk up one day and start talking the talk, 
with them you know so i advocate that in every home parents should do as much as they can to make sure that the line of communications between them and their children is open they should be smooth they should be honest they should be straightforward when they talk to their children they should be age appropriate when they talk to their children you know uh, the, the, their choice of words their choice of actions because remember communication is not just the word you say communication is your behavior which we call body language um communication is it's your actions you know communication is many things and children sort of sense communication they sense the level of communication in their homes they know when it is appropriate they know when communication is inappropriate they know when their parents can uh, communicate with distrust they know when their parents communicate with disappointment so empower your children empower yourself by making sure that the line of communication in your home is a clear and transparent one make sure that your child understands that sex or sexuality communication is not something that comes on up now and then it is a topic that like food that like bathing that like education that like a, a, a stop at the shopping center could be discussed freely doesn't have to be discussed on appointment doesn't have to be discussed on on schedule and 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 most likely doesn't have to be discussed in a specific format or a specific orientation or a specific setting you know so do not bother yourself about bringing it up do not bother yourself about being open about it or not open about it what you should bother yourself is about open with communication in general because if you are open in every aspect sex communication or the talk will come just naturally you know this ties in with this whole aspect of the talk because if you talk about the talk or the sex talk as you'd like to put it um, if you look at many many young people who are growing up and have become adults uh, they usually grow up in households where the talk isn't given and I was one of those people where the talk wasn't given to me my parents never spoke about sex they never spoke about such things it wasn't brought up it was it was thought of to them that this would be a subject which would be taught at school and this is what we're going to learn about at school and I didn't have those questions that I felt comfortable enough to be able to direct them to my mom or to my dad and say you know mom you know dad uh, you know these are the questions I have around sex and around sexuality so it wasn't a time where I was able to do that and I count myself lucky or unlucky in a sense that my dad is a priest and he married my wife and I and during our marriage preparation we went through uh, various things that we would talk about but then we also had the sex talk so he took that opportunity to give a little bit of the sex talk it didn't go really in depth into the sex talk but um, the sex talk was done and I felt kind of uncomfortable in a sense and I know that my dad maybe felt uncomfortable in a sense as well because we weren't at that level where we could share something like that talk about sex and I don't think we would ever be at a level like that to talk about such things such as sex if I look at my own life 
I learned about these things at school or what I thought I was learning at school and then also through my peers and through media and I was very, very lucky and privileged in the sense of working at an organization which was providing a service for uh, the Western Cape Education Department, going into schools and talking about sex, talking about HIV and STIs and abstinence. Um, So I could gain my knowledge in that respect. Why, in your opinion, should we give the talk and not expect our children to learn about it elsewhere? May it be at school, may it be through various forms of media? Um, I would like to take the approach of telling you that first, we are the, we are the trusted and most present people in children's lives. I mean, we, the parents and the caregivers. You know, you would not expect a teacher, you would not expect a priest, you would not expect a community leader who does not understand the culture in which you are raising your child or your children to be the first person to introduce the talk to your children, to be the second person to introduce the talk to your children. In fact, they should be one of the last The first should be you. The first should be your partner. The first should be your sister, your auntie, your uncle, your grandmother, your grandfather, your older children, depending on the culture in which you are bringing up these children. I believe a lot in family values, Kenan. I I, I believe that the family values have to take precedence in the way children are raised. And if you let your family go by willing your power of introducing topics like this to your children, then you are actually letting yourself go and letting your children down. So the bottom line is the children should learn it from you. The school should enhance the knowledge that the children have from home. Because the first line is the home, the second line is their friends, and the third line is then the school or the church or the community, what, or, whatever order comes. But please, make sure your f- children do not learn from the media. Mm-hmm. Make sure they don't learn from school. Make sure you teach them and every other source just enhances what you have communicated with them. And that's so important because in the society we learn today, it's just the other way around. My parent doesn't tell me what to do and I will rather learn it through media, through my peers, through uh, school and I won't really take to heart what my parents teach me. And sadly, there aren't enough parents out there who are being the role models to their children. Uh, Tell me, Victorine, as parents, we have opened up that line of communication, but how do we maintain that distance between parent and child and child and parent, even after the talk that our children don't make unnecessary sexual comments in our uh, company? I love this question, you know. The question of keeping the line open or closed actually complements question number two, or the second question that we had, the second question that came in. You know, if the line of communication is consistently open, then the child would not be able to tell the difference to the extent where they would now be skipping the boundaries. You know, if the line of communication is not continuously open, then the child would have some filters that will now come across to the parents as being provocative, as being intentional. Meanwhile, uh, the child could just be seeking information. They could just be fulfilling an inquiry that has been bothering them. So basically what I'm saying is you shouldn't create lines in your house. 
the children know already that this is what the line could be. This is what the boundary could be. And the boundaries are usually created by the values that you've taught your child, by the culture in which your child is growing up. You know, Kenan, I'll give you an example in my house, a very shocking question that came from my 13-year-old. Um, he walked up to me and we were talking in the kitchen and I was talking about kissing girls and all that. And he just threw a question to me and said, Mommy, uh, I want to ask you something, but I will not. So I said to him, go ahead and ask, what do you want to ask me? Little did I expect, he's asked when I wanted to find out, when did you and Daddy la- No, sorry, Kenan. He asked. I wanted to find out if you and Daddy still have sex. And I looked at him. And I'm like, so why did you refrain from asking? And then he said to me, because it's a silly question. You have four children, which means that you don't have sex anymore. You had sex four times. And I laughed. And I looked at him. The amount of innocence in him gave me glory. At the same time, I was frightened by the question. But I turned around to him and I said to him, human beings are sexual beings. He asked me what I meant. And I said to him, don't worry. We will talk about this in a year or two. And behold, he is 15 now. He came back to me and asked me the same question. And I looked at him and I said the same thing. Human beings are sexual beings. And he said, Mom, that's what you said last time. And I said to him, don't worry. The day you get your first girlfriend, I'll explain what I mean. And he said to me, Mommy, I've had many girlfriends. And I said to him, I know what I'm talking about. But let us have this conversation again in a few months. I'm preparing myself for that. For many people, that is a question that has crossed the bounds. Yeah. But does this child understand? When he gave his explanation, I, f- I saw the ignorance and it gave me some relief. But it doesn't mean that I shouldn't respond to that question. Mm. So I would respond and I'm going to respond to that question next year when he's 16. I hope this example helps. It does. It does. A reminder that if you have just uh, joined us, this is The Social Impact on KWmedia.life. We are streaming live on our websites as well as on our Facebook page at KWM Socials. If you have any comments or questions for Victorine, our parenting conversationalist, you can uh, connect with us on WhatsApp, text or voice message. That number is plus two seven seven six. Four seven six nine two seven seven. Uh, Victorine, this one comes through from Tina, who asks, "How is sexuality as important as a discussion around sex with our children, and how do we lead this sort of conversation?" <laughs> Kenan, um, our listener has posed a very, very important question. You know, how important is sexuality, and how do we conduct the discussions around that when we talk sex? So the first thing you ask yourself is what is sexuality in the first place? Because most people confuse sex and sexuality or most people refer to sexuality when they talk about gender, you know. So I just want our listeners to know that sexuality is actually the capacity of a human being to have or actually a living being to have sexual feelings. 
the capacity of a human being to have sexual feelings. So it has a lot to do with a person's sexual orientation. It has a lot to do with a person's sexual uh, preferences as well. So how do you, at this point, talk to a child about sexuality, about sexual feelings, about sexual orientations, about sexual preferences? Again, you have to pick up clues from the children, from the people around you, from the, the, the environment in which you are raising this child. You know, when you are talking to a child about sex, sex is the actual ability of conducting the act. And <laughs> I remember my eight-year-old was talking about people having sex. And my 11-year-old or 12 at that time was very concerned. So she decided that she would find out if her brother knows what sex is. And she asked her brother, Sydney, what is sex? And her eight-year-old brother said, don't you know? Don't you see sex on TV? Sex is when the mommy takes out the clothes, the daddy takes out the clothes, and the mommy swim, and the daddy swims on the mommy like a dolphin. And the, the, the sister asks, and what happens then? And then the eight-year-old says, and then the screen goes blank. I was shocked as a silent listener. To this same child, if you want to talk about sexuality, you would then have to take it from that conversation of the, sex, the experience of sex that he has given you and then explain to him that whatever the parents were doing there, it's sexuality in place. Yes, it could be wrong to talk to an eight-year-old, but remember we have said that an eight-year-old who has not expressed feelings of sex who has not expressed thought of sex, could actually be retarded. Mind you, we do not have television in our house. Which means my son either heard it from someone, read it from somewhere, or washed it in somebody's house. We also do not visit people regularly. And when we do, I advocate that they don't sit on their TV screens. So I do not know how this came about, but it is now my place to pick up that conversation and then explain to the child that these people actually were being sexual. And then when you talk about sexual preferences and sexual orientations, yes, the age between 10 and 12 is when they would come and tell you that their friends have said they are gay or their friends have said they are lesbian. And it's now up to you to then ask them if they understand what being gay is, because it's actually a form of bullying these days. If they do not understand what it is, you explain to them without being ashamed or worried. If they do understand what it is, you say to them, your friend do not have the power or the capacity to name you as being gay. Only your creator has. So do not worry about what your friend has said. Victorine Anonymous sends through this text asking, should the sex talk for girls be done by mothers and boys by fathers? I am a single mother and there aren't real male role models to talk to my son about this stuff. Uh, Victorine, how do we answer this? Um, in, a, in a community like South Africa, 
Attempting to keep the communication for boys to be done by the fathers and girls by the mothers will actually lead to a big flop. And the reason is because we have quite a huge amount of absent fathers. We have quite a huge amount of uh, mothers who also are not around most of the time because they have to either work or they've just abandoned these children or many other things have happened, you know. So for me, yes, when the child is privileged to be in two homes, the mother can talk with the son and then let the father detail the conversation and the the father can talk with the daughter and let the mother detail the conversation. I'll give you an example. My children and us, we talk about everything and unfortunately or fortunately in my family, we talk together most of the times. We really do not have some limits. And uh, I go to the bedroom and I'll say to my husband, Please, can you teach our son how to put on a condom? And he goes and he talks with my son and he comes back to me and he says to me, yes, I did the talk. And I go back to my son and I say to my son, would you mind if daddy has a talk to you about how to use a condom? And my son says to me, daddy did already. And uh, I'm contented. The reason I could tell my son that do not have sex without condom, but I could not tell him that this is how you put on a condom is because I don't have the male genitals to do that. I expect my husband to go detailly and do it and I expect my son to respect that view because it comes from his father. When my daughter had her first period, I expected her to run to me and tell me, but guess who she called first? Her brother. Her brother had to come and teach her how to put on the pad. And together with her brother, they made a phone call to her dad asking her dad to come take her out for lunch because she's in her first period. But when it comes to the intensity of how to clean yourself on your period, I had to do the talk because I'm the female. Because it will come across more respected if it comes from me, but also more comfortable for the child. So yes, both parents, both Older siblings should be able that they give the talk freely. But when it comes to practical examples, I think, yes, that is the only time that the power can be willed to the same gender parent um, and to do it. And given that we have opened up to talking about sexuality, it will also now depend on the sexual orientation of this child. Because some boys are actually girls and they would prefer the talk to be given by their mothers. While uh, uh, same thing goes to girls. So again, how do we then respect this? Mm. Goes back to your family setup. That's Victorine and Bongshu, uh, our parenting conversationalist. Victorine, thanks very much for uh, joining me again on the Social Impact uh, streaming live on kwmedia.life as well as on our Facebook page at KWM Socials. And thank you very much for uh, streaming us tonight and listening to this conversation and also to the messages coming through, weighing in as well and talking about uh, sex and sexuality and the talk that you might have had with your kids or the talk you might have had with your parents growing up. 
let's continue this conversation. You can continue it on our uh, Facebook page. That's the best place to continue the conversation at KWM Socials. Uh, don't forget to like our social media pages, to follow us on Instagram, and also to share this conversation with your friends and with your contact list as well, uh, to grow this community, and also to go to our website and to subscribe, and let's grow it over there as well. If you'd like to listen to more podcasts uh, or more episodes of the series that we are running you can do that by going to our website it's kwmedia.life uh, since this morning uh, 12 o'clock we had our new feature added which is which is going to be added uh, once every week or every Thursday at 12 o'clock uh, for the younger generation so for our children uh, the smaller ones is going to be story time with Annabelle Annabelle Wellington is a children's author and she has a phenomenal uh, book you can go and listen to the uh, interview I had with her last week talking about her book and uh, she narrates and reads through some exciting children's stories so the one for today is uh, is up and it's on our website kwmedia.life I'm with you tomorrow, God willing have yourself a wonderful Thursday evening and I will see you into the coming day of Friday and to kickstart the weekend so from myself, Keenan Williams keep rocking essay, bye bye